News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Want to welcome to the show Dallas Woodhouse. He is the investigative political analyst for the Carolina Journal. You can read his work at carolinajournal.com. Dallas, welcome to the show. How are you? Tired. Kind of exhausted. <laughs> well, I, I imagine so. How, uh, how many iterations of the maps have you seen, and do they all just kind of look the same at this point? Well, I haven't really seen a whole lot of adorations. I've, I've seen, um, you know, I got some good information on what I thought was going to be the final congressional map. Right which was a very reasonable map that Republicans had offered the Democrats. It was a, a seven, five, two map. Charlotte would have continued to have Alma Adams. They would have had a, uh, the competitive new district that would take the Mecklenburg suburbs and Cleveland and Gaston counties. Um, yeah, that would be a swing seat. There would be a swing seat in the sand Hills, but the Democrats would be guaranteed no worse than, five seats, you know, sort of, sort of the best Republicans could do with nine, five, which is what the plaintiff's own experts said should be the result, you know, when they sued the Republicans, but Democrats walked away from that. And now we sort of have chaos on a congressional map and I'm not sure where it's going to end up. So was there an, under, an understanding that the Democrats were going to be on board with what you were uh, told was the maps? Well, you know, I guess there's not an understanding until they do it. Yeah. Uh, what I would say is they were offered more than the court required, and they still said no. Hmm. And, and look, here, here's what's so frustrating about this is, you know, the, the court didn't get politics out of this. No. The court just redirected and changed the politics. You know, when, you, when the court mandates a certain political outcome— you know, the fact is, whether you like it or not, a whole bunch of the state's Democrats are contained in Mecklenburg County, you know, and in Wake County. And the way the geography falls, that a normally drawn map is going to end up with nine, possibly ten Republican seats just based on where people live. And so when the court comes and mandates a partisan outcome and says you have to have, quote unquote, fairness on a statewide basis, which is not how we elect people in Congress. Well, what do you do? That has to be, you know, you have to engineer that outcome and you get crazy looking districts. You get more gerrymandering, not less. And you still have nobody happy. Right. So you said it, it, all the court did was redirected it. And this is why I, I've, you know, come to this conclusion. Like it's an inherently political process. It is political. Right. It's nothing but political. <laughs> right. And so this idea that you can somehow make it, quote, fair by removing politics, it's an impossible standard. But also, I suspect that a competitive map is not something Democrats are interested in seeing drawn either. Right. I mean, like, it seems like some well, of their I mean, proposals that, are exactly the opposite of competitive. That that Well, that's exactly right. The map that the... Republicans in the legislature are going to put forward is a a six Republican seats, four Democrats, and four competitive seats. Um, but of course, that also means it means that the Democrats could win more. It also means they could lose more. And so that's the whole point of this: is that there is no 
magic leprechaun that can come from the sky and make all these competing things true at the same time. We want competitive districts, but we want the Democrats to be guaranteed to have a certain amount of seats, and we want compact districts that that make sense. I mean, most of the public, you know what they care about? Having a district that makes sense to them when they look at a map doesn't look like a bunch of squiggly lines. Well, that mess is out the door. Mm -hmm. The court has mandated that happen. Which is, I'm kind of curious also how... I mean, you have to look at the the political uh, impacts and the, the the electoral impacts of these district lines, right? You, there's no way to do that and try and, and placate the court. Although I'm I'm at this point, and call me a skeptic or a cynic, but at this point, I don't think that the court actually gave any kind of directions precisely because they wanted to draw the maps themselves. I'm kind of getting the sense that this was sort of the whole point. Yeah, so I sort of thought that, too. But I will say when the complete court decision came out, which took a number of days, they do align. They did put out some metrics, and it's this, you know, political science gobbledygook called efficiency gap and median mean and all these things. And the fact is those things still work out for Republicans, The you know. Right at this minute as we are talking, they are on the floor of the legislature, and Democrats are opposing the new North Carolina Senate map. That is a better deal for them. It probably gets them one more seat and a couple more swing seats to compete in. And their answer is that the, the liberal Democrat Supreme Court, in their opinion, that laid out some metrics that the Republicans are going to follow is not good enough. Mm-hmm. That... <laughs> that you know, you're just messing with the math. Are you doing this? Well, you have to go by something. You know, the standard is not that the party that is the minority and not elected in the legislature gets to have a map that they like. Well, they would say that the only reason they're the minority is because of those maps. That's their argument, right? That, But for those maps, they would be the majority because look at all of the races they won statewide. Well, I mean... They can say that, but the fact is, it's not true. The right. Is, <laughs> you know, and, and you and you and you also have to take into account what do political parties do? Why do they exist? They're going to protect their incumbents. You know, they're not going to just obliterate Dan Bishop. They like Dan Bishop, and the and the voters like Dan Bishop. You know, they're going to have Dan Bishop somewhere to run. Um, and I'm not sure how the congressional map will work out. I think it's still in flux. But what I think you can see here is the Supreme Court, with a partisan decision, uh, created anarchy. And the results are going to be somewhat better in the short term for Democrats, but it will not be the panacea that some Democrats think. But at some point, we're going to adopt maps, and this year the Democrats will likely lose. You know, they won't have majorities next year in the legislature. They're they're not going to win a majority of congressional seats. And at some point, they're going to run out of excuses. They're going to have to look at, and look, I am a conservative columnist. I used to run the state Republican Party. I come from a perspective. I fully admit that. But at some point, the Democrats are going to have to look at why their policies aren't popular. Mm-hmm. No, I've been saying that, too. a whole bunch of districts. I try to think. I think Davidson County is in your area. You know, the Democrats yeah. used to win a House district in Davidson County. They couldn't win it now if their lives depended on it. And the district, you know, all that different. 
Well, yeah, I mean, everybody, like you mentioned earlier, all of the Democrats are clustering in the cities. And I mean, I was talking about this 20 years ago. I was doing stories as a reporter of the the migration flows out of uh, out of Charlotte, out of Mecklenburg to the surrounding counties when Gaston County used to be Democrat. Right. I mean, these surrounding counties used to be Democrat run and now they're not. And that's because all the Democrats moved into the city limits of Charlotte. Well, it's not only that, though. Right. I mean, that is part of it. But the, the modern-day North Carolina Democratic Party, like, I'm an old guy. Okay? Yeah. I grew up and remember when either Mondale or Dukakis came to North Carolina. <laughs> and no top-level Democrat would go see the Democrat nominee. They made a point. At that time, they were pro-gun. They were pro-life. Yep. They were pro-death penalty. They made a point of being different than national Democrats. Well, that changed, and so it meant, that voters that used to vote for him, it's not that the people that used to be Democrats have necessarily moved all out of Gaston County. Those Democrats are now voting for Republicans. Yeah, no, that's true. It's the same thing out in Western North Carolina. They're still registered Democrats, so they just don't vote that way anymore. Um, hey, well, that's uh, right, and that's why you don't base all this partisan analysis on voter registration, because they would all be majority Democrat districts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dal- yeah, Dallas, I appreciate the time. I got to run. I'm late, way late for a break, but it's always good to uh, talk with you. We'll have you on again soon. Check back with me. I'll let you know how it works out. All right, man. That's Dallas Woodhouse. He is investigative political analyst for the Carolina Journal. You can read his work at carolinajournal.com.